Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Focus Radio. This is your host, Liz Urum, and I am joined by my ho- co-host, Alyssa Grandlin. And today, we are going to weigh in on the topic of tears in business, crying, to cry or not to cry. That is the question that we are going to talk about today on last Friday's episode of Shark Tank. Barbara Corcoran kind of gave a, a contestant some feedback, some coaching on um, crying because the contestant was on Shark Tank and she was crying uh, while she was up there pitching her deal and Barbara gave her some very good constructive criticism. She wasn't mean in the least. She was very straightforward about it but gave her opinion on it and the social media world is all a Twitter about this and people are weighing in. Should you have tears? Should you not have tears? So we're going to talk about that today and I can't wait to hear what Alyssa has to say about that. Uh, But before we do that, let's just have a quick reminder of how you can get in touch with us. Go to our website, www.thefocusradio.com, and you can uh, get access to all of our previous shows. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Focus Radio, and we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to know what you guys, our listeners, think about this topic as well. So go post your comment on our Facebook or Twitter page, and let's see what you have to say about it. So... Alyssa, first of all, have you ever cried in front of a colleague or a in a business situation or in front of a client or anything like that? I have. Yes, I have. Um, in front of a colleague, um, never a client, though. Um, never a customer. But, but I have, um, I, when I first, Back when I was pretty young, I think I was about 33, I got a job as a manager, and I was managing 200 real estate agents. And um, it was really, really stressful, you know, because a lot of them were older than me and more experienced than I, Well, I mean, appeared to have more experience than I did, you know, even though actually looking back they didn't, if you, if you base it on numbers of sales, you know, because I had a lot of sales. But... Um, I remember the pressure was so great on me, and I had two little kids at the time, and um, I would, on it, well, for one thing, I would go home and cry every day after work because I was just, oh, no. It was under, yeah, I was under so much pressure. And um, then also I remember I cried in front of my boss one time, and I was just like, oh, I just don't know what to do, and I didn't mean to, and it just started pouring out, and I remember feeling mortified, you know, because I just, have always felt no it's not appropriate you know um and you know she handled it fine she was great it was it was no no issue or anything but um but I do agree with what Barbara Corcoran was saying I I actually do I do feel that you do give up your power and you do kind of lose that um that like she said she wouldn't be able to trust someone to be able to handle the pressure you know so I don't know I I do agree with it I I try to keep things in check for myself. I try not to get to that point now, but how about you? I 
don't cry in general. So I don't cry. I never cry for any reason. No, there's, there's only, there's just a very, I'm just not any very emotional person, at least not, not in, it, it doesn't come out with tears anyway. I'll say it that way. Mm, um, okay. I'm not going to say, I never cry. Certainly I have, um, but it takes a lot and it doesn't happen very often. Um and when it, the things I do cry about are like, really? Sometimes I'll be listening to, I don't know, some sappy story or something like that. And, I'll get, mm-hmm. and then I'll get choked up. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, typically, so I, I can't say, I was trying to think if I have, I don't think that I have ever gotten to a point where in, in business or in the workplace that I've had tears, uh, which isn't really that surprising since I don't do it much anyway. But I think the two sides mm-hmm. of the argument are sort of interesting. So one side, the okay. side that says, yes, it's fine, it's, you're human, you're vulnerable, okay? And I think, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, I don't know if the gal on the TV said that or she did. maybe Lori yeah, Grinder said, said that. She did, okay. That no, she did. She said that there's a lot of power, yeah, it's very, she's, she's powerful by being vulnerable. So that's what, that's okay. what the contestant said. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you agree with mm-hmm. that? Do you think that there's power in being vulnerable? Um, no, so so I don't agree with it, and here's why. I think that um, I think that a lot of times uh, women in business have this gal sold eyelashes, okay? Yeah, eyelash extensions, right? Okay, so she's used to dealing with other women, okay? So that's so that's one thing. So. Probably my guess is, you know, kind of on her her grassroots kind of level, she's dealing with, you know, woman to woman kind of thing, and there mm-hmm. is a lot of power in being vulnerable in that type of a situation, you know. And I think that, you know, when you come from this heart centered business, and and I'm sure that's what hers is, is heart centered. You know what I mean? She's a woman trying to make it, and other women want to support her, and you know, a lot of times your story can help you sell things, and you know, when you become like uh, maybe she's a speaker, you know, inspirational speaker selling her eyelash extensions. You know what I mean? I can see Mm -hmm. where the vulnerability could be powerful because people are able to connect to you. That's one thing. But I think we get confused or people might get confused in thinking that it's okay to bring it over into business. And I I think it's different when you're dealing on the level that they are on Shark Tank or or really business to business or when you're dealing, you know what I mean, when it's more of a business transaction, not trying to sell your story. You know, mm-hmm. so right. That's what I because think. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because there's this fine line, I think, between vulnerability and manipulation. And mm-hmm. so we hear about this. So vulnerability. You, uh, what do we say? Vul- uh, vulnerability is power. And I think mm-hmm. that has gotten a bit misconstrued, as many things do. I think that mm-hmm. vulnerability, showing vulnerability, might be self-empowering. But I don't mm-hmm. think it shows power to other people. And I think that's what mm-hmm. Barbara's point was on this too. I think for yourself, if you are putting yourself out there, stepping into doing something, you know, that's fearful for you, that's courageous, I think that's empowering. But I don't mm-hmm. necessarily that it means that you are seen as a person with power. Um, right. And, but it really is this two sides of the equation. And it's sort of interesting just to, you know, the just to hear all the different sides of it. But I think it can also be viewed as manipulation. And mm-hmm. people do use tears as 
manipulation. And then you are making decisions probably based on the wrong reasons. If Mm -hmm. you are the type of person who makes decisions based on fact and logic, and then you get, you know, the emotional... Emotion comes into it and it's tugging at your heartstrings and you start to make decisions based on that, that may not be the best decision. Now, if you are somebody mm-hmm. who likes to make your decisions based on your emotions, well, then that's fine. But I do think that there are two sides to the equation and I'm not sure that there's one right answer in every situation. I can say for me, because of my, you know, this again goes back to those personality styles and our communication mm-hmm. styles. So where I land mm-hmm. on the on the on the quadrant is more of that task focused, more of that logic focused, and mm-hmm. that's where to me it's like I don't really see a place for it. You know, I know it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that I would hold it against anybody. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, you cried. That's it. You're a terrible business person. You can't do business. You can't be trusted to do business because you're crying. Right. I don't. I don't think I right. would take it that far. I think that you would have to see too if there's a pattern. Now, can you imagine going in to work and having to deal with someone who's crying every time they get upset so or not? Their way, they're, yeah. not mm-hmm. they're not getting their way. Now that would be a mm-hmm. problem to me. Yeah, I. But but what if you were going to invest a million dollars in a business, and and you and you have somebody that it doesn't doesn't seem like they can. They're going to crack under pressure, you know what I mean? Or they're going to be so emotional about their product. I think that's a worry, too, for the investors, you know, that they're so married to their product and to their idea that if she were to try to change anything, because you know they do, right, when they start to invest oh, yeah. in these products, they they change the marketing, they might change the name, the packaging, the look. I mean, you know what I mean? Even they, they change the target audience, you know. So imagine mm-hmm. if you're dealing with somebody who's so emotional Every change you have to make, they're gonna cry. I mean, yeah, I can't. So I can see what she means. I can, I can really, honestly, I agree with what she's saying because she needs to know she's going into business with a business. Well, yeah, exactly, because that's what it would be like every time that mm-hmm. something doesn't go your way. If you're going to cry about it, that would get very difficult for somebody who is your business partner. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen every time and that's probably a pretty clear indication that you know if you know if you if you crack under pressure like that like you said and i don't know i think yeah. that'd be pretty tough although i think the, the gal i don't think the gal is like that i think that the crying was part of her presentation because as soon as barbara <laughs> yeah. said something about it she stopped crying oh okay she <laughs> said I know, you know, I know, yeah, I noticed that a lot of people said that, and I noticed a lot of comments, because as I was reading, I noticed a lot of people said that. Oh, really? But, yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that, but, oh, she, like, just turned off the faucet. But you got to realize, too, that show, when it's taped, it's it's much longer than what we actually see. Oh, that's true. You know, so they're they're slicing and dicing and editing it, so who knows, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You know how long no. it actually was. Yeah, yeah, that's no. true. <laughs> yeah, we just, you know, we just, it was funny. Well, and that's where you're like, hmm, manipulation or what? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you just
kind of keep your emotions in check. And I really do hope that people will really start to ask this question about, so vulnerability equals power. I'm more powerful when I'm vulnerable. No, you're self-empowered, but self-empowered does not make you more powerful with other people. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's gotten confused a lot. So there's that really good book out by Brene Brown. And mm-hmm. what the heck is the name of it? Do you know what it is? What am I, what am I thinking of? Read my mind. Read my mind, would you? Uh, is, this, is it her book on... It's about vulnerability. So it's this book. It's about vulnerability. And what the heck is the name? It's a good book. It's great. I was I'm just listening to it. I was just listening to it again recently. And what she's really talking about is this stepping out. It's not looking for other people to see you as powerful. That's really not what it's about. So when we say that, oh, I, people, you know, that's a powerful thing to be vulnerable. Maybe, you know, you're looking for that self-approval or that, uh, or that other approval and validation from other people. It means, yeah. I think what she's really talking about is stepping up, doing things you didn't think you could do, stepping into your fear, doing those things you didn't think were possible. That's self-empowering. And I just think there's so a big difference. So it's called The Power of Vulnerability. Oh, it is. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So I guess she thinks that there's... Well, it would be interesting to hear what her take is on it. <laughs> it would be interesting. Mm. It would be interesting. I bet you she's probably posted something somewhere. So I'm also mm-hmm. wondering if she has another book, though, on this topic. Because I'm just thinking about myself, and I just don't know mm-hmm. that I would buy a book called The Power of Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I Well, this I is a program that she's got, the audio course, Power okay. of Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll have to look I, it up. <laughs> yes, I'm going to continue the search. So I'm, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, hmm, because, you know, I can't even, and I haven't even yet bought that book, Lean In, that Sheryl Sanders book. No, me either. No, me either. And the reason why is <laughs> because of mm-hmm. the... Because of the title part of it, that lean in, it's like does every book written by a woman have to be so touchy-feely? It drives mm-hmm. me insane. And that's the mm-hmm. thing. It's like, come on. That's really, does everything have to be heart and soul and all this business? And I don't know, maybe it does. And I'm probably like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to be labeled an anti <laughs> I don't know what I am. You're anti-woman. <laughs> no. No. I am an anti-woman. <laughs> well, I am. You know, I think it's kind of a movement right now, right? It's kind of like it's just it's in vogue, I guess. <laughs> That's what it is. So, I think it always has been, but I think it's kind of a bummer because I think that, you know, that's not the only style of mm, woman. No. I mean, and I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very pro-woman. I'm very pro or uh I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't even know what the heck the definition of a feminist is nowadays. But I'm all about woman power. I mean, come yeah, on, though, because right. it doesn't mean that we have to be tapped into our um, whatever vulnerable sides or feelings and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm probably gonna get cut for saying all that stuff. But I no, you're not. <laughs> it's no, fine. No, and it's like by who? Oh, it's called oh. It's something about daring. Daring greatly. That's what the name is. I found it finally. Okay. Oh, daring greatly. Okay. That's okay, that's good. what started out, right? So it's how the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. Okay. But it's oh, about okay. the way yeah. we. It's not about the way other people view us because that's just really not what it is about at all. And I'm pretty right. sure Renee Brown is never about. There's no power in giving other people your power. 
anyway. Right. You know right, what I mean? No, right, no right. power in mm-hmm. waiting for other people to deem you whatever, powerful or whatever that because is. Because nobody so, will anyway, because everybody just kind of thinks about themselves all the time. So. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> That's so funny. No. Well, that was, that was kind of a fun conversation. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if if other people come forward and have opinions on it. And, you know, also what men think. I would be interested in knowing that, too, you know, because I don't think it's going to help you if you're, you know, working with guys. So, I don't well, know. I just, I don't know because, now, most men, I don't know about all, and I would hate to, you know, I hate to just categorize and lump everybody in because there's just so much mm-hmm. variety out there, as we know. Yeah. But most yeah. men, I don't think, are that comfortable with women crying. It makes them very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. They don't know what to do because then they want to fix it. And then that's where they start making mm-hmm. decisions based on emotions. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, yeah. so very good yeah. stuff. So, I thought that was kind of a fun conversation to have, and it kind of leads into, um, you know, this other, just in general, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, when you're on your own, it can be hard. I mean, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. You are literally lifting the world on your shoulders sometimes, or it feels like that. And with that can come a lot of emotion. I mean, certainly, don't get me wrong, people, it's certainly not that I haven't felt a lot of emotion. It just, a lot of times, it comes out in different ways, um, too. And um but there is there's a sense of overwhelm and for some people it just it gets released with tears and that's you know, that's okay. That's okay for them. So staying um de stressed, staying confident mm-hmm. as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ways, what are some things that you've done or you've seen other people do? You know, when you get in those funks, when you get in that oh, is it ever going to Come together. Am I ever going to get yeah. separate? Whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Do you have a tip or two? Yeah. Well, so the thing that's always helped me when I'm kind of struggling or you know at a at a crossroads or or, or just don't know what to do or run out of ideas or <laughs> get overwhelmed is coaching, and it doesn't have to be you know actually a real person, <clears throat> but um, reading books or. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or audio tape programs or, you know, just getting, finding somebody that I, that I am interested in, someone that's knowledgeable in my field. Okay. So in real estate, I, you know, I subscribe to um, programs where I would get a little boost every month. I would get a, uh, um, a recording of, you know, people that are really doing well. And, you know, so I would listen to that. I think you need to like this article that you had that you had sent me today, you know, the first, number one, it says seek out successful people in your field. So whether it's going to be a mentor or a coach or read some books by people in your field, I mean, just to get yourself grounded a little bit because I think sometimes we feel like it's us against the world and Mm -hmm. nobody else has been where we are and nobody would understand, but then all of a sudden when you start to read someone's book or, or listen to somebody else talk, you realize, no, we all have a lot of the same issues and a lot of the same frustrations and problems and growing pains, you know. And so if you can find somebody yes. who's been where you've been before you, that can sometimes give you the encouragement that you need to stick with it, you know, just a little bit um, a little bit more. It was really funny. Uh, yesterday I was listening to um, <clears throat> a coaching session uh, by another coach, and she said, and I thought this was so funny, she said the fun, or the, let's see here, the magic happens 
when it stops being fun. And I, I mean, I laughed out loud when the fun stops. Oh. And I thought that is so true, you know, because a lot of times we don't want to keep going after it quits being fun. You know, we want it to just be fun. And so we always <laughs> start new things that are fun. But you know what I mean? And she's like, but the magic yeah. happens once the once it stops being fun, when it starts being work and you put the work in. And so I just think sometimes when you can find someone who's been where you are before you, that that can be really helpful to to get you through that. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. So the magic happen, happens when it starts, you know, being – because it isn't all about fun because sometimes we know you mm-hmm. hear the over optimistic view and again there's room for all viewpoints i truly believe that there's mm-hmm. room for all viewpoints yeah. and it's okay for you to have your viewpoint and it's okay for me to have my viewpoint and feel free to do what you want and see things the way you want but i view <laughs> things too as it isn't always about sunshine and lollipops it is <laughs> difficult sometimes it's kind of funny because i was talking to a or a, a friend of mine I saw, uh, he's just recently started a business, kind of uh, consulting, business coaching, that sort of thing. And he hasn't been at it that long. I mean, maybe a month or two. <laughs> and he's like, what's taking so long? <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> join the club. No, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. well, it does, it does take a while. It does take a while. And, it, it just kind of made me laugh, and it's like, well, I'm happy to brainstorm if you let me uh, help you come up with some ideas for, you know, mm-hmm. things to do. But if it, if it was so easy and it just all fell into your lap, it would just, everyone would be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone would be okay. doing it. And yeah. we wouldn't have articles like this. We wouldn't be talking about stuff like this. But as far as getting around other people, successful people, and being around other people who are doing what you're <laughs> doing, I think it's really important. And so, actually, I'll show you what I'm starting tonight I'm starting the speakers academy and that's okay. a kind of a program that's offered through the National Speakers Association and it's an 8 month program on really uh it's really it's level 2 so it's really about building and marketing your speaking business and the reason I okay. wanted to do that versus um kind of one-on-one coaching cuz I was kind of weighing them out do I want to get a one-on-one coach or do I want to do this speakers program where you're with a group, basically you're with a cohort. And I really, what was so attractive to me was this cohort idea. So we'll be together, you know, for the next eight months. And I don't know how many people are in there. It's limited to like 12. So it'll be a small group and I think it'll maybe be smaller than that. Uh, you know, so it'll mm-hmm. be a small group, but you're once once a month you get together and you're working through this stuff. And And there's another woman I know who is joined it as well. She joined at the same time I did. Um, anyway, we're going to keep each other accountable on the homework okay. and things like that. So that is, you know, it's good. You're with people who have both, you know, been doing the things that you want to do and then you're in the group and you have that, you know, I I don't like to call it support either because now that now that I'm out in the open about my <laughs> lack of, <laughs> I have no emotion. <laughs> I have no feelings. <laughs> I have no feeling that it's a, a cold heart. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, but I'm not thinking of that, you know, let's all get together and, you know, support. But let's get together and push or not, you know, it doesn't have to be push each other. But let's all move forward together. And I think that's kind of yeah. fun. That yeah, I do too. Yeah. So I, I, I like that idea a lot. So I'll keep, 
everyone posted on how that goes, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be great. That'll be fun. Do you know who your cohort is going to be, or is that something that's determined tonight? Oh, in who who's all in it? Like, are you going to have like a partner, or is it, or is it more like a group thing? It's a group. It's a group. So okay. it's a group. I, I don't know who's all, I don't know who all signed up for it. Yeah, I'll find out tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and then the two women who are they're they're volunteer. They're they're members of National Speakers Association who are art instructors. They're two women who okay. I've known through different networking circles around. I'm really excited uh, that they are the instructors. But then with this other woman who. Um, I met her through, oh, it was Marcy Malzahn. We've had her on the show. Marcy Malzahn, oh. she was on. When did we have her on? I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. Already, oh, she was a topic? woman from, from Colombia or Nicaragua. Oh, we talked about, well, she, we talked about her inspirational story, kind of. So she oh. has, her background is in financial services, same as mine. She was in community banking, more of a smaller banking uh, oh, right, right, right. I remember now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we met, and then we met for coffee, and then found out that she would, she was uh, looking into the National Speakers Association also. So anyway, so yeah, we had got the connection. We kind of decided to do that together, and we'll keep each other accountable, um, you know, in between mm-hmm. the group sessions. Mm-hmm. It's just once a month. So yeah, I think that, that's and that good. is, that's a great way to just be with uh, be with those people. But as far as, like, you know, joining groups, it's all about what we've talked about before. you got to find the right groups with the right people who are moving in that same direction. And just because mm-hmm. a group isn't a good fit for you does not mean that the group is not good. It's a good group, mm-hmm. maybe not the right group for you. Right. Um, and then the other thing about that was in this article that I had sent you, and this is just for everyone's, uh, knowledge. It's four ways to stay confident as a first-time entrepreneur, and it is an entrepreneur magazine entrepreneur, from entrepreneur.com. And then the other, one of the other tips in there was never let them see you sweat. So mm-hmm. tied right in, tied right in with what we were talking about with uh, right. our report room. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty good stuff. Pretty interesting. And it talks but, about. Yeah, it talks about not letting your customers or your employees see you sweat. I mean, I think that's that's important, but you do need someone that you can, yeah. you know, go to. I mean, it's important that you have someone to talk with and to really share your true feelings, but I think it's important that your customers yes. and your employees don't see it because your employees are counting on you and, you know, they think you've got the magic the magic formula to whatever, you know, and then your customers, you know, they, you just want them to be confident in your mm-hmm. abilities. So, yeah, so I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, a, it, it, it's really about knowing the time and the place, having some mm-hmm. control over your self, yeah. self-control. Self-control mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. is a very important skill, I think. <laughs> it comes, comes in handy in a lot, of, a lot of situations, so good. All right, well, I think it's already time to wrap up here. It is. I can't believe it. It just flew by. That was fun. Yeah. Keep uh, keep up and uh, see what see what other people had to say on it. So again, folks, we'd love to hear what you think about this topic. Does crying belong in the workplace or in business? Again, we're talking about you know not with that trusted colleague behind the scenes, but up front in person with the people. Um, yay or nay to crying in the workplace or in business? Uh, go out to our website at thefocusradio.com if you want to check out our other shows. They're all nice and 
nicely, neatly arranged, we think, by topic, so you can easily see whatever or find the show you would like to listen to and listen to it with a, a click of the mouse. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Focus Radio. You can find us there. Let us know what you want to hear more about. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know as well. Maybe you have some exciting and burning uh, news or you have a, a an opposing viewpoint. Alyssa and I oftentimes are on the same page, so it's really kind of difficult for us to get a really good debate going. <laughs> we think too much alike. So, hey, we love yeah. I love a good debate. I don't know about you, but I love a good debate. I always love a, oh, always for sure. love the, I love the opposing mm-hmm. viewpoint. We just don't have we can do it without we'll trying, to... too. We can. We can. And yeah, that probably just scares everyone away too. It's like it's like no, we just go right for the throat. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So, uh, but we do appreciate you listening in. We hope you enjoyed today's show and join us again next week where we'll be talking about some other on trend in the news topic or whatever it is, whatever comes to mind. That's what we'll be talking about. So until next time, stay focused.